Good morning. Merry Christmas. I, this morning, had the joy of the present of a bacon sandwich cooked by my wife. Doesn't get better than that, I'll tell you. Right, just going to move a couple of things forward, because we are going to be starting with a game. Uh, I know. Ooh. Um, we're going to be continuing on with the theme of joy this morning, and for that, there is nothing that says joy more than a parsnip in a box. <laughs> so today, we're going to be playing a game of bluff. It is called Parsnip in a Box. I need two adults who think they have incredibly good poker faces. Uh, Andy Gillies and Sarah. Thank you. Right. Everyone, yeah, give them a round of applause as they come up. One of you stand behind this box, one of you behind this. No one look in the boxes. No one look in the boxes. Okay. So, it's a very simple game. One of the boxes has a parsnip in it, one of them doesn't. Uh, they would like to end up with the parsnip. Sarah is going to look in her box in a second. I'm going to ask her whether she wants to stay or she wants to swap. From that, Andy is trying to determine whether she has a parsnip or not in her box. He will then have the choice to swap. Based on that, he will then work out if he wins a parsnip or not. I know. And from that, he will gain joy. All links together, doesn't it? Okay. Sarah, very, very carefully, look in your box. Andy might have turned away. Although there's a big pane of glass, so I suppose it's... <laughs> are you happy with that? Cool, amazing. Right, Andy, you can turn around. Sarah, are you happy with your box? Would you like to stick or would you like to swap? Oh, do you have the microphone, Si? And then everyone can hear the response, because I'm sure everyone's on tender hooks. <laughs> Oh! Andy, was it a bluff? Was it a double bluff? Was it a triple bluff? <laughs> Without looking in your box, because that one doesn't, is a little bit open. Would you like to stick or swap? I'm going to stick. You're going to stick? Okay, right. Close your eyes, both of you. Andy, if you'd like to open your box without looking in it for a second, it's got a... Okay. Yeah, drum roll, please. Andy, please look in your box. Have you got a parsnip? No. Sarah wins a parsnip. There we go. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Take your seats. <laughs> Amazing. Wonderful. Um, I think it would be a bit unfair if I, if I just gave her a parsnip. So there you go, Sarah. Have something proper. <laughs> no, you can keep the parsnip. <laughs> I don't want the parsnip. I've got enough. Amazing. Um, so this morning, we're going to be looking at a passage in Luke. Uh, the words are going to come up on the screen. The way that this is going to work is I'm going to read the bits uh, in, which aren't in bold. And then if you are on the... You know what, let's, let's split down the fries in the middle. So if you are on this side with Sue, 
then please read Angels. And if you're on this side with David, please read Shepherds, okay? The Angels are on the first bit, the Shepherds on the second. It's quite simple. Here we go. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, And suddenly, by the way, next time, let's make it a bit more angelic, all right? Because the winner's going to get something. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying... Yes. Amazing. Shepherds, it's all for you to fight for. Next slide. When the angels went on their way away from them into the heaven, the shepherds said to one another... Indeed, they did. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for they all had heard and seen as it had been told to them. I think the winners definitely is the shepherds. Uh, I'm sorry, angels. You were just slightly less angelic, I suppose. <laughs> Amazing. Right. Uh, be careful with catching. <laughs> you are a shepherd. Trevor, okay. <laughs> it's, it runs in the family. <laughs> Go on then, Trevor. Have, I'll throw those ones a bit further back. <laughs> Amazing. If you're on this side and you're a child and you didn't get one, please come down because it's a bit unfair. You guys are on that side. <laughs> you got one, Ben. There you go, Nelly. <laughs> Amazing. There we go, Harrison. Oh, do you want to get one? For, give one there as well. There you go, Jack. These ones can be for me later. <laughs> Amazing. So today we're going to be talking about uh, the. Sh- Today we're going to be talking about um, the shepherds. I don't know if you think about the shepherds in the story much uh, around this time of year. I suppose we do because they're there, not because we're particularly interested in shepherds, um, but because we know that shepherds and wise men are the two main categories of people we should care about. Now, shepherds are normal people to a certain extent, normal men watching uh, their flock or washing their socks, as we sometimes sing. And I suppose if they had worn socks, uh, they would have been incredibly smelly. Because shepherding is a tough job. It's a lot of walking. uh, It's a lot of moving of sheep, running after sheep. And we see throughout Scripture, uh, great men of God often are shepherds in one way or another. But some of them have actually been real shepherds. Moses was a shepherd. After he fled from Egypt, he became a shepherd and looked after Jethro, his father-in-law's sheep. David was a a shepherd, and we hear about how he fought lions and and bears with his sling. 
Both of these members of Israel's history were shepherds, and both of them come to mind when we look at this story. So I'm just going to talk through both David and Moses and then sum up a little bit together. David is named in this passage. He is the one of them that actually is fully named in the city of David. This day, a savior is born. Now, the angels could have said Bethlehem. It had a name. They could have just said in the, in the, in the town of Bethlehem, that is where the savior is born. But they said the city of David. They wanted the shepherds to think back to David, this great shepherd king. And from the city of David, from the location of the house of David, is to come a savior. And obviously that, for us and for the shepherds and for Jewish people of a time, would have meant something. It would have meant a savior is coming from the line, from the lineage of David. And when we look at Isaiah 11:1, there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. There's this promise of a Messiah, the greater David, to come. And in 2 Samuel 7, it talks about an offspring who will have a kingdom that is established forever. And obviously Solomon is an offspring and we see a small part of that, but there's this prophetic overspill of this eternal king. So David is meant to come to mind. And Moses, Moses' story is very similar to the shepherds. He's watching his flock, washing his socks, minding his own business, and then suddenly a heavenly vision comes. Although, obviously, for him, it's a burning bush. And he's told of a savior and a one who will do this. God is going to save his people, but Moses will be the one who comes to Pharaoh and frees his people. He's then told that there will be a sign. And the sign is that the people will worship God directly at the mountain. When the people who are in captivity and darkness are brought forward into freedom and see this great light. They will come and they will worship God directly in front of him. And if you look at the passage, that language is mirrored. This will be the sign. What's the sign for the shepherds? Well, it's a bit different. It's a child wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You might think, well, that's, that's a bit different. But actually, there's something going on here that's the same. Because this time, God is not just sending a prophet, a, a priest, a king. He's not just sending someone in his place to speak on his behalf. He is going as king, as prophet, as priest, speaking directly. Instead of going to a mountain to see God, they go to the man, Jesus Christ. Which is why we celebrate this morning. Who were the shepherds? Were they random shepherds? Likely not. Bethlehem is not standard wilderness where sheep were kept. Um, and lots of people would believe that the lambs that were kept around Bethlehem were actually raised for the temple part of Mishnah, the Jewish uh, principle. And the lambs that they would have raised would have been sacrifices in the temple for covering the sins of the people of God. But though that is important, what's more important that they left those sheep. 
They left those sheep which were so important to them, their livelihood, part of temple tradition, to see a baby wrapped in clothes in a manger. They left what they knew. They left the lambs on the hill to go and find the lamb of promise, Jesus. Oswald Chambers writes in his uh, encouragement book for on today, the 25th, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Jesus Christ was born into this world, not from it. He did not emerge out of history. He came into history from the outside. Jesus Christ is not the best human being the, ra- the human race can boast of. He is a being for whom the human race can take no credit at all. He is not man becoming God, but God incarnate. God coming into human flesh from outside it. His life is the highest and holiest entering through the most humble of doors. Our Lord's birth was an advent, the appearance of God in human form. Now I need two volunteers, if that's all right. Actually, Arthur and Anna, you are very close, so if you would come, if you were able to come forward, do you want to come forward, Arthur? And Anna, on this box and this box, can you disassemble them? Now, I don't mean tear them apart, But as you can see on this one, there are some little sort of easy, generally easy hooks. Catherine, could you come and have a hand? Give a hand if that's all right. I think that might be easier. And Sarah, is there anything you can come and help Arthur here? Because it might be easier that way. And I'll move the chocolates. And hopefully, this is done correctly. This one, which is slightly easier. Amazing. Thanks. Incredible. If you give Anna a round of applause, that'd be wonderful. And Arthur. Amazing. Right. Anna, what is on here? Present, joy, sprouts, family, and Santa. What what does that say? Joy. With her? Question mark? Ah. <laughs> Amazing. And Arthur, you may need a bit of a hand. I've, I've, I've gone for some harder words on this one. <laughs> you know this one. What does this one say? Joy. And do you know what this one says? Come. Oh. That's an M. Sorry, okay. my, no, my writing is atrocious. <laughs> Come. Okay. Communion. Amazing. <laughs> Redemption, well done. And the last one is adoption. Amazing, thank you so much. Big round of applause. Sorry, I gave, I should have probably swapped those around. Amazing. One of these brings all the things that we often think about at Christmas. Presents, family, sprouts, Santa, all things that are not necessarily bad things. They're good, they are joyous things. But hopefully, you and I know that that's not what should be at the center of our Christmas. I just want to give a a small encouragement today. 
that maybe you've come here this morning, if, if this is what you think that Christmas is solely about, maybe just to reflect. The shepherds put the things that were of earthly value to one side to grasp something greater. They chose the greater joy. And this morning, I want to just encourage you, choose the greater joy. Choose Christ, who is the root of all of these things. Because the baby that was wrapped in clothes and laid in a manger, 30 years later, was wrapped in clothes again. After his crucifixion, Jesus was wrapped and laid in a tomb for three days and then rose again in a new and glorious birth. Oswald Chambers says, Just as our Lord came into human history from outside it, he must also come into me from outside. This is my encouragement for you guys. Have I allowed my personal human life to become a Bethlehem for the Son of God? I cannot enter the realm of the kingdom of God unless I am born again from above by a birth totally unlike physical birth. This is not a command, but a fact based on the authority of God. The evidence of new birth is that I yield myself so completely to God that Christ is formed in me. And once Christ is formed in me, his nature immediately begins to work through me. So this Christmas morning, let's choose joy today. And as the angels sing, glory to God in the highest. And let's take joy in that peace on earth among those whom he is pleased. Just like to ask Catherine up and we're going to sing our final carol for this morning. Thank you.